I love when you make it seem like I just answered every possible angle well, on something. I feel really great. Like, oh, good. Like, I oh, hope man. You that makes Either that or like every week we turn off the mics and I like, go, I oh, hope that was good. Oh, we should have talked. Yeah, you do that a lot. But I think that's just <laughs> you being a three. It so. is. I'm like, was, was it good useful? enough? Was that beneficial? And I'm like, yeah, it was great. We're going to get so much from it. Welcome to Design Speeds. This lovely podcast is brought to you by a graphic design geek and a regular human being, aka a non-designer. We're here to chat about music, pop culture, cool places, and basically whatever we feel is relevant. Hey guys, I'm Brandy C. And I'm Michelle. And you're listening to episode 72 of Design Speaks. Welcome to it. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about um, knowing your limits, basically. Okay. That's kind of... The gist. The gist. The gist. <laughs> the, the brief summary. Yeah. Where to draw the line. Ooh. So. Um, sounds intense. Sounds like it could be an eye opener for many of us, but maybe, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe more freeing. Maybe. Maybe. That was like last week's episode. Yeah. So, at least for me it was. Yeah. This topic kind of came from last time's conversation. Definitely. So, so hopefully you benefit from it. Until then, Brandy, how about... Your week slash upcoming bits of life? Yeah. So um, I'm instead of talking about my week this week, I think I just decided I'm going to, well, I am going to bring a song, which is really exciting. But um, I thought I would give you guys like a little sneak peek. Um, there's going to be some really exciting things happening here on the podcast. Um, we're going on two years in February, hey. which is really cool. Uh, we're we're currently planning our 100th episode, which is less than 30 episodes away right now. Wow. That's, which is crazy. That's soon. I don't know how that happened. I'm like, wow, we managed to talk about things for almost 100 episodes. That's a lot Some of that's completely a lot of minutes. different things. That's a lot of minutes. Yeah. So um, we're planning episode 100. If you guys have any thoughts or ideas on what you might want to hear on a 100th episode, anniversary episode let us know we're open to ideas that we are um also we are going to be launching a patreon page yeah for our podcast um as you know up to now we do not have any sponsors um and that's not because we haven't been approached by sponsors it's primarily for me um as sort of like the the main person behind like the brand and who we are um I want to make sure that any sponsors we take are something either we actually use or we actually like stand behind. Mm -hmm. And there's just been a couple of like random people that have been like, hey, can we sponsor you? And it's like, okay, maybe we can use their product, but they don't necessarily um, have like something that we would want to share with you guys like something that you would Beneficial get value out of yeah it's not like a creative right podcast, not that we've so. been approached by them but it's not like we're gonna get casper mattress right just because <laughs> like they want to sponsor we us. sat on this bed <laughs> while we recorded the podcast right. like i don't know it's weird yeah um but we have had people show interest in just supporting us mm -hmm. and so if you are one of those people um and you just haven't reached out just yet we're giving you a way yeah. to support us through the through a patreon system mm -hmm. um and we'll give you more details about that in an upcoming episode yeah. slash online on instagram and so keep an eye out that way you yeah. can support if you would like to yeah we're working on like what sort of you know incentives you guys would get for helping us out um or not you know as far as like if you want to just give just to give that'd be great um this you know time is money and michelle and i both 
do no take that. a lot of time mm-hmm. to, to do know. this. Yeah. Um, and so it would be really nice to uh, to get kind of a little bit of support on that end from you guys. So we're working on that. Um, we're going to be maybe implementing some book reviews and interviews possibly mm-hmm. um, in the new year. Uh, we talked about last week that we now have a show notes slash uh, transcription producer, yes. Joelle. Um, so she's going to be helping out. Um we also are thinking about um, doing a really cool, uh, so just so you guys are ready for it, um, we finally decided to do a whole series of episodes starting in the new year it's on happening. my process. It's <laughs> happening, and I'm so thankful. Yeah, Michelle's been wanting me to do it for a while, and I, I, I just, I've had a few questions over um, direct messages and stuff about specific parts of my process that quite honestly are just like hard to explain in an in like a text or a message to somebody. Yeah. And I think it's just time. So I'll go into every step very in depth and how it works and why it works and all the stuff. So yeah, lots of really, really cool things. I'm working on possibly revamping um, like the the graphics for the episodes themselves. Not our not our not our, our main co- graphic cover our art. cover art is I think representative of love us it. and I love it. Don't want it to change. <laughs> yeah. So but just just lots of little like seemingly small things here and there, mm-hmm. but that are gonna maybe just make this an even better an even better thing for you guys. We're trying to up our game for you. Yeah, yeah. There's a couple other things that we aren't 100% on just yet that um, if they happen that you will know, but there's lots of things kind of churning and working in the background Mm -hmm. um, to make this better and to make us more efficient and... Yeah. All good things. All good things. (laughs) Tons of fun things coming up. Yeah. So um, my song is... um, I'm just going to go like the exact long way how I found this this band. Do it. Um, like I usually do. Did actually. you see that That's the struts were on Jimmy Fallon? Yes, because you sent me the, you <laughs> messaged me on Instagram and and I, you were like, it's they're going to be on tonight. And I was like, what? How had I like never heard of them? And then they're like, on the Fallon. And Jimmy like Fallon. they're on our podcast. And then all of a sudden they're on the I on love the it. Show. I kind of love that about I do Jimmy that Fallon. A lot. You know, you know, when I was at the Tonight Show, mm-hmm. um, Somebody in the crowd said, hey, have you ever, like, they had this guy on, and the guy was like, the the musician was somebody I'd never heard of, but he they had heard from that musician from, oh gosh, I want to say, like, it was somebody like Shakira or something. Um, <laughs> and he's like, oh yeah, we heard of this guy because of Shakira, and so that's how we got him on here. And they're like, oh, have you ever heard of this person? Like, somebody in the audience. He's like no, why should I? And they explain who he was and why he should know about him. He said, that's really interesting. And he pointed to his like producer and was like, write that person down. Oh, that's brilliant. So that's so cool. That's nice that he like actually takes that. Yeah. 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 Kenny was like, you always do that. Like you always like discover these people. And then like two weeks later, yep. they're like a big thing. Like that, that Portugal, the man song, yeah. that huge song. Feel it still. I was, I found that like the, like two days after it came out and it was like, my favorite thing and I brought it yep. to the podcast then and it like then it blew up blew the heck up and I was like so <gasps> weird why it's so weird pretty cool um so this band um is called the frail Ophelias like okay. Ophelia from Hamlet oh Ophelia <laughs> yep <laughs> I've always wanted to name a child Ophelia um I was married before as you guys all know and I'm now married 
neither husband was okay with that name. <laughs> like, fine, it's fine. <laughs> it's, uh, I don't know, I guess Ophie is not a good nickname. So, <laughs> nah. <laughs> so anyways, so I follow, okay, so this is how I found it. Um, one of my very, very absolute favorite designers in the whole world, his name is Jason Munn, M-U-N-N. Um, he does a lot of gig art, gig poster art, and I have his book, and he's brilliant. So I follow him on Instagram, and he posted this art that he did. Um, for this band called the Frail Ophelias, and the album cover looks—it's his style, and it's—it's it's awesome. It's Macbeth, so the name of the album is Macbeth. Oh, so, so many like, tie-ins. So I'm like, okay, the Frail Ophelias, Macbeth. Oh man, I'm gonna go look these guys up. So I looked them up. They have like just over a hundred listeners. Wow. Like they are like they are. So like, they might not be on Fallon next week. They will not. <laughs> yeah, they will likely not be on Fallon next week. So then I looked and I'm like looking. So I always like to read the about. Mm -hmm. So I'm just going to read this because you'll know why. Do it. Okay. okay. I'm excited. So um, it says the frail Ophelia's Shakespeare inspired Duh. indie folk okay. from San Francisco. Oh my gosh. Can you can you say maybe one more thing that's everything I love in one <laughs> sentence? You'd have to just insert like color. That's one process. Like, we love Pantone. That's it. <laughs> okay. Um, the Bard is our muse. Party like it's fifteen ninety nine. <laughs> I love it. That's great. So I listened and I was like, oh, it's probably going to be weird. Like, right. It's probably going to be weird music. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Um, so I listened and basically the album is the play in song form. Oh, come on. I love it. In like in separate tracks. Yeah. And it is amazing and i could cry because it's like not that not that like the music necessarily is super unique but like just the they setup are, and the thought they are it. doing this play in a song and like even one of the songs is to toil boil boil toil and trouble double like, double toil double and double toil and trouble in one of their lyrics mm -hmm. sorry i'm like getting really worked up and excited <laughs> and there's like all these little like out damn spot and you know that like Lady Macbeth says because she feels like she's got she's like seeing blood on her hands and uh -huh. all this stuff like actually like in it it's not That's just like so the idea of the play it's, it's there. like the play yeah so the song that I am bringing by the frail Ophelias is the first song on the album it's called Scotland and I really like it so awesome Grief that 
So it's really good. <laughs> it's really good. It and is. I cannot wait to show this to Kelly. It's really good. Yeah. So it is. I'm it is Shakespeare. Right it is. It's like San Francisco indie rock. So it's NorCal indie rock, which is brilliant. It's um, like actual. Uh, you can understand Shakespeare better, and you know, different people understand Shakespeare differently like some people need like the movie oh from the 90s for for othello to kind of understand like the whole like plot of it some people um some people need um cliff's notes some people need there's a have you seen pop sonnets no oh my gosh i have to show you pop sonnets um basically um there's a guy that that writes this book called pop sonnets and it takes all of shakespeare's sonnets sonnets but writes them as if they are pop songs i love it um that's I need, fine. I need to get that for you. Um, so it's just like, but but through music, you can like actually sing these lyrics and understand them. And they're actually still the same thing. Like he's not changing them. Right. But it helps you kind of feel them a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Macbeth is such a heavy play. Gosh, and, it's and dark. And you can like feel it. Mm-hmm. And this, I just, uh, yep. I'm so yep. excited. I get it. it. <laughs> I get it. And it's just super chill. Like I loved that. Mm-hmm. I loved it. Yeah. Good find. Yay. Hooray. Thank you, Jason Munn. I want you on my podcast. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Noted. Just yeah. Keep that guy. We're, we're going to put him on our wish list. I like that. So yeah. So what are we talking about again? I'm I'm obsessed with Shakespeare now in my mind. So That's okay. To get me on a design track. I don't. Well, I don't really have much of a week either. Um, I have to do a lot. My last day of shooting for Nuclear Family is tomorrow. Oh, so big question. When is this supposed to like launch to everyone? Um, our goal is the new year. Um, so. Ooh, some post is already Over happening. the holidays. That's rough. I know. So um, post is already happening. Um, it's Some of you understand. Some of you know that we you shoot everything out of order usually. So tomorrow is our last shoot day, um, but we're basically shooting the entire first episode. So we have not done that yet. Okay. Um, and so we can't release anything until that's I done. I see. I see. <laughs> um, Do you have like a trailer? We have we have bits and pieces. I have not seen any of it. So I'm really, I'm getting pretty anxious to yeah. see. Because I know what we shot looks beautiful. Like, it's a sitcom. So beautiful in the way of a sitcom. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the shots can still be nice. Oh, gosh. I and mean, they don't have to be, like, terrible I'm, shots just because it's a sitcom. I'm working with such talented people that I don't think they'd allow it. Yeah. Um. So. So you also need... You guys still need like a little bit of last minute funding. So we do. Where can they find Nuclear Family? Where can they like nu- what can they do to help this happen? The easiest way is to shuttle you to our Instagram at Nuclear Family. And Nuclear is spelled N-E-W-C-L-E-A-R. Nuclear. Nuclear Family. Um, and it's a new kind of family. So you can find out more there. But at Nuclear Family, and that'll take you, it has like, everything there the website where you can give if you want okay we also are selling t-shirts that that's just basically our funding right now Mm -hmm. and anybody who wants to give so we've been we've been so what is that that's me that's you time to pick up up my kids from school but i don't have to just kenny's home just ignore them i'm just kidding (laughs) (laughs) they can wait we're recording you'll wait um So nuclear family, we've been we've been given a lot of funding already, and it's covered basics like um, 
lighting some of we've gotten every location for free thankfully but anybody we would like to give a thank you to we've been able to as well as food for everybody coming on set because we have some early call times mm-hmm. like one of our call times was four o'clock 4 a.m well filming takes a long time your Filming like, takes forever like the likelihood that you're there just through one meal is pretty slim yeah, yeah. so especially if your crew if your crew you're there for mm-hmm. it's a it's a 17 hour day right so and i'm Crew. You, you are crew. So <laughs> I have some really If long you guys days. want to mich- feed Michelle, please buy a t-shirt. Please go buy a t-shirt. <laughs> um, but so that's pretty much the only way to give right now is hey, through that something. website. Cool. So go to the Instagram at nuclearfamily.com. And that way you can also keep up and find out when we're going to be yes. releasing everything. See more about Michelle's other job. Other job. Other, other job. It's been a blast. And <laughs> I think we're all in agreement, though, that we cannot wait for this to be done. We're like, oh, I we get love it. this. It's so much fun. Can it be done now? I get it. So yeah, you're in the thick of it. Yeah. So that's just it, honestly, for me. And I don't have a song this week. I figured. I talked long enough about <laughs> mine to make up for both of us. Right. Shakespeare, we got it. <laughs> <laughs> love it, though. I really did love it. The Frail Ophelias. I wrote mm-hmm. them down. And I also texted my husband already. Yay. Also, if you weren't going out. to, I was going to. I did it. Did it. Good job. I I'm won't. Gonna, I'll let him ask know. Him, like, I'm going to ask him in like two hours what he thought about it. I know, right? He'll be like, oh, um, I don't know. I'm just, I don't know. He's probably he's probably following his own album release very closely. I know. I, I, Kelly, he texted me back. He said, I beg your pardon. Because <laughs> I just said, all I said is the Frail Ophelias. <laughs> A band. Check them out. Oh, my goodness. Thanks. That's so fantastic. <laughs> um, I love that. So today on Design Speaks, we are talking about when to draw the line on knowing your limit and when you should stretch your skills. So um, so where did this come some, from? Well, last week's episode, we talked about the Remind benefits. Me. The, last week's episode, we talked about um, the benefits of having a team leader, whether that mm-hmm. is a creative director, art director, at least in a creative space. Right. Um, and how those positions are important because they assess their people's skills. Right. And find the strengths and in their And find team. their strengths. Yeah. And so they're representative and they find strengths for the team. And so when you're given something, um, whether it be from a client or something from your direct report, your overseer... That on just, high, on high, be on high. <laughs> um, if it doesn't, if it doesn't quite match your skill set, should you say, "Hey, I don't do well in this, and here's why, and I think it'd be better to be pa- to be passed off," or do you sit back and think, "You know what? This isn't my skill set, but maybe it's time that I stretch myself." Mm. And where is that line, and mm-hmm. when should we draw it? Okay, so. Um I feel like I have a good place to speak on this um, because when I um, when I first and I've talked before about how how I basically got my first design director job and all the things that went into that and I I didn't necessarily just fall into it but it was definitely out of what I would say like my immediate skill set was um, so when when I first um, went into the design work field, I went in, as you guys know, as just a web graphic designer. And then over the course of a few months, um, the position opened for the art director. And um, it was kind of one of those things where I wasn't actually even asked if I wanted to do it. So it was more me looking at it, but you could say, okay, so what if you're in a position where someone says, hey, you're, you're the only 
other designer here would you like to be the art director so this is like a huge jump we'll go down to smaller levels of like stretching but right on something like that then you would have to look at the skills you know you have so okay well look at the skills you know you have and look at the skills that 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 job will take so would you consider yourself a leader um are you able to um like delegate well all the things that you you can see that that job entails, do you already know how to do that? And what things are things that you cannot do? And what are things that maybe you feel like you can learn as you go? So, you know, there's the whole like fake it till you make it yeah. <laughs> mentality. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's valid in a creative space more than, more than a lot of spaces because um, a lot of the skills are, they kind of do bleed into each other to some extent. So over the course of um, being in that job, I honestly ended up doing, I always say that like it was the best job I could ever have to start with, um, kind of because I made it my own thing, but also because of the the sorts of things that that place required um, was so vast and varied. Um, they needed stage design. They needed um branding they needed apparel design book covers magazines like it's a lot of hats to right before i left i was getting ready to start helping with like some jewelry stuff which was way out of my right like my my purview so something that i would say is like always be willing like we'll start with the basic always be willing to learn something new but you need to know yourself well enough to know if you're like getting in too deep or getting into something that you just know you wouldn't like mm-hmm. um, and therefore wouldn't be good at. So basically, like, would you trying to learn on the job, whatever this skill is, be beneficial or detrimental to the team? Ooh, that's good. So if I am an if I'm not an illustrator, so this actually happened often while I was directing. I'm not an illustrator, but a lot of the projects that we had needed an illustrator. Uh-huh. So I would find we didn't at that point we didn't at that point have a illustrator on staff. Is that how you met Dominic? Or no, you met Dominic I knew at him. school? Yeah, I, I had known him for but a lot you, of years. I know but that he was one of the ones I brought on. Yeah, mm-hmm. we needed an illustrator for the kids team branding, and I knew that his style and his look fit. So I brought him in as a contractor. Mm-hmm. So could I, because I am capable of drawing, like I am capable right. of drawing. Yeah. But me sitting, you know, there in my office trying to draw something for this project would have been a drain on on my energy, on my time, which is money. So they'd be paying me to do a job that I'm not suited for. Mm-hmm. So then there was um, stage design. So we had to, um, there was always like new new teaching series or whatever going. And it was like, okay, so what are we going to do with the stage to change it up this time? I had never done stage design before. But it was definitely something that fell into my skill set. Like I know environmental design. Mm -hmm. So I I built it into, you know, because stage design is environmental design. Um, I built it kind of into that and it's like, okay, well, I understand, you know, how the video team's screens need to look on this stage in conjunction with the banners that we're printing in conjunction with, you know, the stage props or whatever it is. So I went out of my way and stretched myself to learn more about stage setup and lighting 
and, um, you know, how certain things on the stage affect the sound. And, you know, so that was something that I was willing to stretch myself on, whereas the illustration was not. So it's not a matter, it's not necessarily a matter of like, just always wanting to stretch yourself. It's like, you also have to realize your limits. So you do have to understand where that is. And you have to also be able to ascertain whether those things are limits because you're afraid or like legit limits. Yeah. Like I, I mean, in the same sense, say that I'm doing the same thing as you. I can also say if they said, hey, Michelle, we need this illustration. I'd be like, that is beyond me. But Mm -hmm. hey, Michelle, can you help with this live stage element? Mm -hmm. I would for sure say yes, even though I don't have all of the experience in the world, right. but because I get it, I'll, I do it. Like I totally level with you on that. Yeah. So faking, I think the whole fake it till you make it thing is about like you tell a client or your boss or your supervisor, yeah, I think I can handle that. And that doesn't mean that you know exactly what's going to happen. It means you believe that you can figure out how this will work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like fake it till you make it. Sometimes. Yeah. Or, you know, the other thing can be like, okay, say they were to have dropped that stage design in my lap and I felt like it wasn't something I was remotely interested in slash didn't have time to do slash was just flat out uncomfortable with handling because maybe it was just too big for what I mm-hmm. what I feel like I can handle. Then that would have been up to me, just like it was with Dominic, to find a resource outside of myself, whether it's another person on the team or, you know, go outside of the team, outside of my workplace and find a subcontractor who does know that thing mm-hmm. to kind of partner with and not necessarily hand off the entire thing, but kind of like be there with and working side by side on making this thing happen. Yeah, I think whether you should um, draw the line or stretch yourself, whenever those situations are handed to you, it's going to be um, overwhelming, but you need to assess why it's overwhelming. Right. So I mean, everything new is scary. Mm -hmm. So being able to go, okay, take a deep breath. Like, why is this scary? Is it scary because I don't know how to even approach this? Or is it scary because I know my limits on whatever the thing is? And it's scary because I know I won't do a good job. Like if you know, you're not going to do a good job on it. Don't just take it because honestly, I know that we all want to take, especially me, like I'm one of those people that's like, yeah, give me everything. I will figure it out. Like I will figure it out and I will make it happen, whether that means getting someone else or me figuring it out on my own to do it. Um, but if you if you can't figure that out and you're you're like just thinking, well, if I if I take this, it's going to make me look really good. If I can if I can just say yes all the time. I, they will think I can do everything and then I can try and figure it out. But then you end up not being able to figure it out and that's worse. Yeah. Um, that looks worse on you later. That's actually been the only negative thing that I had in an annual review um, at work is that I need to learn how to say no because I want to, I want to be able to do, I can do a lot. Mm-hmm. I can. But saying no enables me to do the things that I can do that I say yes to even better. Right. Um, and so that's been my biggest problem. The word no is like the hardest word in the world for me. Mm-hmm. I've said that when Chris Heard was on. It's the hardest word in the world. Um, but there are benefits to it. And I recognize that. Mm-hmm. It's just ex- my problem is explaining why 
and, right. and vocalizing why I'm saying no without them being disappointed in me. Because I yeah. feel the upfront disappointment sucks, but maybe it's better in the long run. Right. Because it, it would have been, it would actually be worse disappointment if you t- took it on All and then time. did a terrible job at it yeah. and delivered it and they needed it. And then it's just a crappy job. Yeah. Whatever that is. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and if you think, yeah. think about this, I mean, this is not for everyone. And I understand that. I work in a nonprofit organization, mm-hmm. a 501c3. And so I'm working on other people's money you know yeah like yes that sucks to know that like if i wasted time i wasted other people right it's not like an ad agency where they're paying you to problem solve and if you have a bad idea that's okay if they want another one that's on their dime yeah like it's different it is a totally different feeling yeah yeah i guess another thing that i was thinking about earlier when you when you first brought this up was like um you maybe need to like know what you want to learn also so like when you're at a job like knowing um, sort of stopping and thinking about, okay, this is my job, but what else would I like to accomplish while I'm here? Mm. Like most people don't go into a job and, and think like, yep, they hired me to be a web thumbnail graphic designer and I'm going to be gonna cool do. here forever. Yeah. Like everybody wants to do some, like what else? Like if you can kind of visualize like your end goal for where you are, like, do you want to be a project manager? Do you want to um, eventually like be the liaison between the printer and be more of a production artist and like be the person that knows, you know, the proofing and, you know, the color checking of all the things at the printing press? Like, what skills do you hope to gain? And then that can kind of also help you like gauge where that line is mm-hmm. and maybe um, what you're willing to do or not do. Um, it's kind of a catch-22, though, because sometimes you don't you don't realize what you might gain from something you actually really hated learning. Oh, that's so hard. So, like, le- knowing when – I don't oh, know. I remembered. Go, go ahead. ahead. Go, go I'll ahead. write it down. You go ahead. Um, I was going to ask you a question, so it might be good if you just say it and then I'll ask you the question. Okay. So what I was going to say was um, – so you said you have a hard time saying no um, because it takes away from like what you're actually good at. Yeah. And there's there's kind of like a prevailing there's been a prevailing theme going in design for a while that like all graphic designers need to know all of the things. And in, for instance, like you need to know print and web. You need to be able to be a web designer and like a print designer. And honestly, I it's starting to become less that and it's back to be it's back to where it's like everybody's starting to be like okay with people having specialties and I kind of rode the wave of that because I was like no I don't like web design mm-hmm. I, I can design a pretty website mm-hmm. I can still Rather do not. that you don't want me to build it mm-hmm. Got it, it won't work okay like if I try to build your website without Backend square stuff? space <laughs> yeah forget it yeah i can make it look nice i can i can design the user interface like make sure that like help test it out and make sure that like everything flows well graphically and all this stuff because those principles are the same as basically like designing a good magazine but um so i have had to like kind of step back and go i do not want to do this not because i'm not capable of it but because it brings me zero joy. Mm. If I build you a website, like 
I'm going to hate my life the whole time. And it's going to be a, it's a nightmare like, of a project why? for you. Why? So instead, I've dedicated myself to being the best at what I do mm-hmm. and figuring out where my strengths are and kind of building up those strengths and saying no to probably lots and lots and lots of money because everybody wants a website. Yeah. They don't realize that they have to go to more than one person for that sometimes. Yeah. So that's so understandable. So I talk to my web guys. Which is I great. I have web guys. You have web guys. <laughs> you know where to go. Yes. Um, and you refer them to them and you're very open about that. So that's good. So my question for you actually goes along with that. Have you ever said... Have you ever done something that you should have said no to? Yeah, for sure. And how did that turn out? Um, so there's been websites that I've done that I should have said no to earlier in the process where I've gone halfway through it and been like, but honestly, that's not something that I say no to the client. So here's here's how it goes with the client is I'm just up front with them and I tell them if one of your needs is a website, I can work with the web designers Okay. And, but I will not be the one building it. Like they need to know that I will help make sure the branding is on, make sure that the look is right. Um, I did a proposal with the web guys I work with at 11 online, number 11 online, um, for the city of Albuquerque for a new, um, route 66 project they were doing and they needed a, they needed a web design, um, as part of the proposal. So I designed the front page and then the guys made it work. What's the website? Um, 11 online. Online, okay. Um, so there's that. There's also been there's also been things where it wasn't that I couldn't do a good job, but because I spent so much time trying to learn it, it, it just, actually ended up not being very good just because I didn't have enough time to actually execute it because I was spending so much time trying to learn how to do the thing. Is there a silver lining in there? Like, I'm just wondering. Yeah, of course. I mean, no learning is for nothing. Like, anything you learn can be a lesson. Um, I learned, the biggest lesson I learned is, like, to know my strengths and know what I'm passionate about and what I'm not. Mm-hmm. I've all, I also learned how to communicate that to other people. Like, to say, hey, you know, I know you need this thing, but just so you know, I'm going to call an illustrator for this and mm-hmm. I will be working with them. So you don't have to worry about talking to that person. I will be your touch point. I will be communicating the brand, the look, all of the stuff, but they're going to be the one doing the drawings because that's you like you. I just usually I insert a little humor. I'm like, just like I did with the website. Like you don't want me doing that. So, <laughs> right. No, right. So question. Um, this gets into like pricing and stuff. When somebody hires you and then you have to hire out for, say, an illustrator, do you take whatever portion you would have been taking from the person and give that to them? Or do the people, does your client all of a sudden have to pay an illustrator too? Um, I think it depends on the project. Um, So I was actually the person that got billed out once Dominic hired me Mm -hmm. to do a lettering thing um, for a client. Okay. Um, And I I believe that they paid him. Mm -hmm. Uh, He quoted them with my price built in. Got it. And then paid me. Got it. So that's one way to do it. You can. It's easiest to do it that way. Mm -hmm. Um, However, depending on like how much how much of that price is involved, like you should be transparent in your in your um, billing and say like Like X amount. Yeah, X amount was for the illustrator, but you don't have to worry about paying them. I will pay them, but just so you know, this chunk is not coming to me. This right. chunk is for this. And I honestly, as a client, would prefer that method rather than like, okay, here's two separate invoices. You owe yeah. me this and you owe no. this person this. And I think I say it depends because 
I'm sure that I haven't worked with any yet, but I'm sure there are some subcontractors that have their own system and they want to be paid directly. Right. Um, so that, you know, maybe they're not relying on two people to get paid, you that know, like sense. that person paying me than me paying them. Right. Um, so I think it just, I mean, it's just sort of a matter of, of preference and who you're working with, but yeah. that's a good question. Yeah. That's really good. Hey. Yeah. I think too, um, something that, that you can really get out of this too is knowing other people's strengths, like community. community. I talk about community A-I-G-A. all the time. Mm-hmm. Like even more of a reason to honestly, be involved. Kenny just used somebody from the AIGA community for one of your guys's projects. Oh, really? Um, our friend Kelsey Sharp. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. She's um, a sign. She's a sign maker. No pun intended. Um, sharp. I know, right? <laughs> sharp. Oh my goodness. Sorry. That's okay. So shout out to Kelsey. But Kenny met her because she was doing a fabrication um, talk at the the design conference that we put on, and um, basically. There was some things that you guys needed that Kenny could do and that he's planning on learning how to do, which is um, like do laser cutting and stuff on metal. But in order to get it in the time you needed, he was he still needed to like go and get certified on the machinery and like get all the stuff, which he's still going to do. But if he hadn't known Kelsey, like who he knew had this skill that you guys needed, you would have had to figure out something else. Yeah. Um, or it would have been an inferior product just because he didn't have time to do it the right way. Right. So um, because of that, you know, knowing other people who have skills and kind of tucking those away and knowing that they're there. That's good. Is, is a huge part of this and takes a lot of pressure off you needing to know everything. Well, I think that even that's something I've experienced in the film community um, I wasn't a part of the community mm-hmm. up until actually I started working at the at Sagebrush where I work now. Right. And so I kind of got involved. Um, and I was like, oh, that's cool. I met this person and I met this person and this person's a really great actress and they mm-hmm. know these people and these kind of people. So obviously there was like a bit there. Now p- being a part of Nuclear Family, they are coming in floods of mm. people. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, it is so good to meet you. Wow. Yes, we've needed that. And Thank you so much for letting us use that prop mm-hmm. and your lights the and set. the set. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's like the, I never, I always, I was here. Community is important. I believe community is important, mm-hmm. but you never knew. It's Creative like, community is extra important. Yeah. And <laughs> it's not something, honestly, at least here in New Mexico is a big part of people's lives. And I don't think it's they just see not the on the, sur- it's just, it, you just have to, it's there. Yeah. And it is a huge part of our lives, but it's not like directly on the surface. Yeah. Like you can't just see it. Like um, we actually talked about this at our AIGA meeting a couple of weeks ago um, for the community meeting. Um, the guy that came from California had actually gone to school um, on the East Coast. And he was like, yeah, I went, you know, I, I went to New York a lot and Philadelphia and all these places. He's like, but design doesn't seem to be that as important here as it right. is there. And so it's like, it's here and there's people doing it and it is needed and creative community is happening, but it's all like under the radar. Right, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So it is important. Yeah. And I... Not am, that this should be a community episode, but right? <laughs> I mean, it does bleed into it. It bleeds into it. There's a lot of different facets that are involved in... Yeah. Like... If you need to draw the line somewhere, it's good to know the people that you would refer out to. To reach across the line to grab someone else and bring them over yeah. to your side. Hi, <laughs> please help. Thank you so much. Yeah. So that's good. I like yeah. it. And, um, you know, kind of going back to last week's episode about the director, it's like 
that's another that's another thing that the art director and creative director can do with you when trying to figure out where your line is and what your skills are is like they will be able to talk out with you because they understand the creative realm and be like okay so let's talk about why you're actually afraid about yep. of doing this mm-hmm. like is it because you legitimately like have zero skills in this area and have zero desire to learn them mm-hmm. or is it just because you've never done it before and you don't know if it will work out? Right. And so that's those are completely different reasons and one of them you should tackle. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah for sure. It's good. It's good. Um, I don't have any other questions unless you have more to add to it. I love when you make it seem like I just answered every possible angle well, on something. I feel really great. Like, oh, good. Like, I oh, man. Did. That makes Either sense. that or like every week we turn off the mics and I like, go, I oh, hope that was good. Oh, we should have talked... Yeah, you do that a lot. But I think that's just you being a three. It so. is. I'm like, was it was good that enough? Useful? Was that beneficial? And I'm like, yeah, it was great. We're going to get so much from it. And I'm like, okay, I hope so. I mean, once I just again. I felt like I talked the whole time. Once again, I like I said this in last week's episode, too. I do feel um, free to say no. Like, I feel like there is freedom in saying that. And um, I think something that I really need to work on personally is saying no and knowing why I'm saying no like being able to explain because I just that's not my that's not a forte and you probably understanding why will give you less anxiety about telling other people I just can't (laughs) like that's not a good enough excuse yeah so yeah well I I I just can't do web design because I made a conscious choice to not learn it enough because I hated it yeah so that's my why that's a good good reason that's a good reason I am totally okay with that and hey, it gives me the opportunity to work with some great web designers who actually teach, it. teach me enough to like be able to work as a designer with a coder. Mm-hmm. And that's important too, mm-hmm. to like, to know how to um, collaborate, like collaborating with other people is so important as a creative. So yes, knowing, knowing everybody's ups and downs and, and strengths as, and weaknesses. As we said last week, um, you, it turns out not every project is done completely alone. So, agreed. Unless you're a freelancer. And then sometimes you do more than you probably should. Yeah, but... We can talk about that That'll be day. later. Ooh, <laughs> write that down for a future episode. Uh, how much does a freelancer actually do alone? Oh, my gosh. That's actually a pretty good question. Oh, okay. It's like all of it. Um, <laughs> all of it most of the time. Everything. Yes. Yeah, so... We have a really, really great review. Oh, I'm excited. Who's it from? Our good friend, Hugh Weber. (gasps) Hugh! Yay! We love you, Hugh. He's great. Um, So I'm going to go ahead and read this. Okay. Five stars. Thanks. Um, The title is Bridging the Gap. Oh, wait. Bridging the Divide. Ooh. It says... I think it's bridging the divide between something, but it's like dot, 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 and I can't Bridging the divide, but... Between designers and something else, I think. I'll have to look at it. Yeah. Anyways. Okay. Five stars. Hugh Weber says, I'm a fan of Brandy, of Michelle, of design, and of this podcast. If you're a designer, you'll find value through the stories of a colleague. Perhaps you'll even send it to your dad so he knows what you do. (laughs) If you're not a designer, prepare to have your answers, your questions answered about the people and thinking that crafts the world around you. Aw, thank you. Oh my gosh, that is he's like, like one of my favorite people in the world. That's a good, like, I want to use that as like our, our synopsis. Our, I know, <laughs> for real. I'm like, thank you, can we take that? You might even send this to your dad so he knows what you do. Yep. That's perfect, yeah. I love it. Because as we've discussed, my mom still calls me a graphics artist. A graphics artist. She makes graphics. 
stuff stuff she does she like draws or whatever and then when people go what is that she she, she does like business cards <laughs> because you're 12 and you just realized your love for business cards that's so funny she makes business cards you know what? you do make business cards so she's not wrong she's not completely wrong right. <laughs> she's sort of wrong in calling me a graphics artist she's pretty wrong in that is that like a thing no i was like i don't i don't think i've ever heard that before well, now Graphics you have. Artist. Oh, this is also coming from my mom, who calls um, condos condoms. So. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, no. I love you, Mom. I love you. Oh, my gosh. It's it's not like she does it on a regular basis, but it has happened. It just comes out. Yep. And then you're like, okay, yep. that it's, happened. It's pretty great. That happened. She's also the mom that got, you know, they do those like... Um, the sobriety checks uh-huh. and my mom's never my mom hasn't drank since she was like in high school so you know they pull you over and they go ma'am have you had anything to drink and she says no sir officer i don't even drink coffee oh my gosh because she believes that caffeine is like a like a drug sort she's of she's not wrong she, i may be shaking from over caffeine <laughs> for over being over caffeinated <laughs> Not that she's like weird about it. Like they definitely drink caffeine, but it was just like I was sitting in the passenger no, seat. Mom, like, I don't even drink coffee, oh, mother. I remember I got pulled over <laughs> by a cop one time, and they're like, "What have you been at? What up to tonight?" I was like, "I was at Denny's." Like it was like one o'clock in the morning. I was like, "I was at Denny's," and he was like, "Okay, have you been drinking?" I'm like, "No, officer, I'm under 21." <laughs> and he was like, "Okay," I was like. That means... And I was, I was at Denny's. Not, I was at Denny's. Do they serve alcohol at Denny's? No, but I mean, being at Denny's at one o'clock in the morning, I guess, would probably be a good place to go after a oh, night of drinking. I see. I'm so like, was, I was it the like, rum in the rum cake? And that just shows you how, like, <laughs> dumb. I was just like, no, I'm under 21, sir. <laughs> Why would I be drinking? Why would it's I be against drinking? the law. That's against the rules, <laughs> sir. <laughs> it was great. What do you was, take me oh for? <laughs> so graphics artist for my mom makes 100% sense. Oh, love it. Love yeah. it so much. Yep. And you know her very well. So, I do. Yeah. It makes so much sense. So love you, mom. You're probably love not, you. you're definitely not listening to this podcast. Um, so that's, it's okay. Sometimes it just happens that way. It's okay. Um, thank you, Hugh Weber, for the review. If you'd like to go rate and review us, please do so on iTunes. So far, it's all five stars. We like to keep it that way. But, but I mean, but we want you, you to tell be the honest. truth. Yeah, as to what you feel. Go tell us. Nobody how likes a liar. Just go say hey. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Not real. I mean, unless they don't know you're a liar. <laughs> Different story. Oh man, this um, is a spiral. <laughs> um, rate and review us on iTunes. Design speaks. Share it with your friends. Tell people around mm-hmm. you, and um, you can also hang out with us or check us out. Yeah. Question mark on Instagram at Brandy C. Spell your name for them. B R A N D I S E A. And you can also email us um, brandy at brandyc.com. Yeah. And so for now, our currency from you guys is sharing with your friends mm-hmm. and, you know, leaving us reviews and, and, and all that good stuff. But hopefully soon we'll have a Patreon. So keep your eyes open for that. And thanks to Vespertine for letting us use his song Shatter in the Night as the intro and outro to Design Speaks. <laughs> <laughs>